I went fishing and I don't know if you've ever used catfish bait, but there's like this dough shit that they call like, you know, catfish bait. And I'm not sure what's in it. it might be like blood, worms, guts, <laughs> crickets. I don't know what the fuck catfish eat. But I scooped my little fingers in there and I balled up a little piece of dough and I put it on the end of the hook because worms just weren't cutting it. Yeah. And it smelled literally like poop death. God damn! Oh. And I was like, oh man, I'm gonna stink, right? Like every time I opened it, everyone got mad. I opened it twice. It wasn't like I was like, oh, let's do this again and smell it everywhere. Smell this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Putting uh, it on people's lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'd open it and everyone was like, oh my God, what's that smell? Like it was permeating yeah. the area. So went fishing, right? Didn't work. Didn't catch anything. I washed my hands. I used hand sanitizer, everything. And anytime I'm in a closed area, I still fucking smell it. Ew. So if you smell catfish bait, I'm really sorry. So it's not just you farty over there? <laughs> no. It smells like bird shit that's been sitting in a hot garbage bag in the sun all day. Ew. Okay, Aaron, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn. Wait. It, oh, Jesus. Okay. Should we have said welcome to episode 60? Is it 60? I'm pretty sure. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We're so happy you're still with us. We are so happy you're still with us. Okay, now Erin's going to tell us her goddamn. Now I will say my goddamn. So <laughs> the other night, I was just scrolling through Facebook, and I noticed that one of our friend's moms is selling a pool table. Uh-huh. And my, I need that. <laughs> my husband was in the room, and uh, he plays pool again uh-huh. all the time, and he used to play all the fucking time, and now it's like becoming a thing again. Yeah. And well, so you're I, about to have a baby, so that won't last. Exactly. I told him that. But I casually mentioned like, oh, so-and-so's mom is selling a pool table. So now you're the proud owner of a pool table? Now we're the proud <laughs> owner of a fucking pool table, <laughs> which we have no room. There, It's in the garage. Have you seen our garage? There's uh, so much shit in our garage. And Brandon was like, gotta move some shit to get shit, like, to put so we more can shit play in. this. <laughs> Are you gonna keep it there? Yeah, it's gonna stay in the garage. Oh, okay. But that means that, You gotta like, clear some shit out of the way so you can play. Yeah, and now, so Brandon is like, well, I'm just gonna build shelves under the house, like, in oh, the Lord. fucking dirt area under the house. Yeah, and you're like, death dungeon? Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna build shelves down there, and then we'll just put everything in totes. And then that stuff will all go in the totes in the fucking dungeon room or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, dude. You just made more of a project. First of all, believe it when I see it. <laughs> and then he's like, damn. Well, there's this little like cutout kind of thing in our garage. And he's like, it's the perfect size for a pool table. It'll go right here. And I'm going to build a pony wall and I'm going to build like bar shelving basically so that we can have stools and then people can put their drinks on it and i'm Ooh. like you have fucking high hopes he's making a man cave he's totally making a man nice. cave. nice yeah and i'm like good fucking luck because there's a lot of shit in there <laughs> oh peace be with you in your journey yeah so this morning i got to watch brandon and our friend struggle <laughs> with a fucking piece of slate that's I was like gonna say, 600 pounds yeah those are heavy as shit yeah well they got like the actual pool table part out and they were like all right cool that was the heavy part right nope no <laughs> the slate's the heavy part oh man so then this thing that's like i don't know maybe two inches thick and the size of a pool table and the size of a pool table yeah <laughs> it was awkward shape ever to try to fit don't bend or like don't lean it on anything or fucking drop it because it'll crack and then your whole pool table's compromised yeah yep. yeah so well damn because now it's just a fucking pool table amongst shit Ugh. all right are you ready for my goddamn Aaron? i am okay so this week i had to go down to the county 
fucking recorder's office or wherever the hell it is you go pick up birth certificates. I've never done that for my kid. Oh, do you have a birth certificate? Nope. Oh, how did you go on maternity leave? Don't they like require that? Asking the lady who never had to submit hers for maternity leave. (laughs) No. (laughs) But so Lee needed it for paternity leave and he just started his. So I had to go down last week to get uh, my son's birth certificate. Yeah. And so I go in there. It's like fucking 1030 on a Wednesday. So I'm like, this place is going to be dead. I was wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. Shit was like the DMV. But I walk in and I have a stroller and a four month old. That takes up the whole tiny little office. Yeah. And there's a thousand people in front of me. And so I kind of just like post up right in front of where you sign in because it's really the only place I can be with my stroller and everything and not be in the way. So I'm in like primetime real estate for people watching. (laughs) And there was this lady there that was probably a little younger than us. And she had a kid that was just learning to walk. So I'm assuming around one. Yeah. Maybe a little less than one. And the dad was there too. And they were like struggling to keep the baby entertained because you're fucking in a county office, bored as hell. Like no one wants to be there. Right. And the wait ended up being an hour long just to get called up to the desk. God damn. But you don't know that while you're waiting. Right. Yeah. So I was watching really this lady. I didn't really realize that she was with her husband boyfriend whatever the dad too but I was watching her like struggle with this kid but she was doing really good like the kid was kind of fussing but he wasn't screaming or anything and she was handling it like a champ and I was like giving her the mom nod like you got this girl you're crushing it you keep going right meanwhile my four-month-old was being a fucking champ I was like god damn I thought for sure he was gonna be screaming a bunch yeah but he was just kind of hanging out and playing and I was like you get a kid you get a kid make me look like a good mom (laughs) (laughs) you're so good and quiet all the time oh he's just the best baby ever (laughs) (laughs) and then that lady gets called up with her kid right and right before this there was some old lady that had come in she really wasn't that old like maybe like 50s or something right but she was just like that one lady that felt like fucking earth revolves around her oh god and she walked in and she signed up and then we're standing there for a while and she's like um excuse me to the lady behind the desk who's fucking busy helping somebody so that we can get to the next person right yeah she's like um excuse me are you calling our names in order (laughs) yeah i'm not even exaggerating that's how the bitch sounded and the lady was like you can tell she's dealt with these people before the lady behind the desk yeah she works at the fucking county oh fuck yeah she was dripping with passive aggressiveness and I was like I get this bitch I like her (laughs) but she was like uh yes I'm calling them in order and she was the mean lady was like okay well like what do these highlights mean because I'm down here and these are highlighted and this lady went on to explain her full fucking like status updating program you know like well I highlight the ones that have an appointment and these ones down here are for this and this one's over here is if you need to talk to this person but she was doing it very slowly and very passive aggressively like fuck off bitch right yeah. like like you want this to take longer I can make it take longer exactly <laughs> mind your business and so everybody hates this lady now right like because we're all people watching and we're like this bitch yeah I fucking hate you you're I'm all just, silently like judging agreeing that if there was an Armageddon she's the first to go yeah we'll get we'll take her we'll use her body as a fucking toboggan mm-hmm. yeah or if someone <laughs> like is an active shooter and comes in here we're putting her at the front line she'll be the shields yeah <laughs> take her please everyone get behind her that's so fucked up but yeah basically we were like over this lady yeah and then the young lady with her son with the one-year-old son gets called up and they're like right in front of me and she's like holding the child in the like surfboard fashion in the surfboard fashion and the kid is like trying to kick off of her like fuck you <laughs> i do what i want and is like about to freak out but she gets him sat on the ground and like gives him a water bottle and he's playing with it and he's cool right so now she could do whatever the fuck it is she needs to do yeah well this bitch of a lady 
she was like, um, you don't want to put them on the ground. The ground is so gross. And like, cool, judgy. mind your business. Yeah. Oh my God, this bitch is so lucky. She did not say this shit to me. But anyway, right? So she's like judging this mom outwardly for putting her kid on the ground, which by the way, it was just a tiled floor. Like it wasn't disgusting. They mop it like at least once a week. Yeah, exactly. And the kid wasn't licking it. He was sitting on it on his butt. And your hands can be washed. You yeah. Think that kid hasn't touched worse that day. Exactly. The kid wasn't even touching the ground though. He was like playing with a water bottle. And then the mom, you could just see the desperation in her face and she like scooped up the kid and she was like... I'm trying to get him to listen, but he won't listen. Like oh she's, my God, yeah, she's my heart. I know. And I was like, this cunt, like, come on. Yeah. Lay the fuck off. She's having a hard time. Have some fucking empathy. And so I looked at the mom and I was like, don't worry, they're made to get dirty. And ha. she was like, I try so hard not to like, you know, I usually am such a germaphobe, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I got a three-year-old. I gave up hope on that shit. He like palms handfuls of dirt in his mouth. I'm not worried about germs anymore. Like, he's going to be fine. Now this other lady's looking at you like you're a monster. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was like making a scene of it. Like, make this bitch feel fucking useless. (laughs) (laughs) And so then the dad looked at me. And the mom and the dad looked, like, hopeful. Like, oh, my God, somebody understands. And the dad looked at me and he's like, he's just not listening. And I'm like, dude. He's one. He's one and we've been here for an hour. I want to do what he's doing. Like he's doing a great job. You guys are doing awesome. And they were like, thank you. And then they, yeah. But I wanted to fucking slap this bitch. Yeah. I hate people. Well, what a bitch to make another mom feel like not adequate. And somebody else that worked there said something too about the kids sitting on the floor. Like, oh, you don't want them to sit there or something. And I'm like, dude, have some fucking compassion. Like, do you see that we are all sitting here miserable as fuck? And she's been here for an hour struggling and she's killing it. And this kid isn't screaming. Like, how about a fucking good job, mom and dad? Unless they know something about the floor that, like, nobody else knows. Yeah, like, we shoot up heroin over there. So Yeah, like, sometimes there's a lot of needles on the floor. Yeah. Then, okay. Well, And honestly, like, would I want my kid to sit on the floor? No. If he was about to freak out and it would keep him from freaking out if I let him sit on the floor, would I let him? Hell yeah. I let my kid sit on the floor everywhere. I was just so annoyed at this older lady. It's a stupid goddamn, but it stuck with me. I was like, this bitch. What a bitch. Why can't we just be nice to each other and help each other out? It's that little bit of positive affirmation of like, hey, it's cool. You got it. He's not going to do this when he's 18. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he'll be, he'll grow up to be a nice kid. Okay, let's talk murder spooky stacy tell me your story i will tell it to you so this is another story that i probably should have saved for patreon because i went into a deep dark rabbit hole and i never really fully came out so i'm sure there's a shit ton more to the story actually i know there's a shit ton more to the story than what i'm gonna share but i'm gonna cover the basics i like it okay that's what we're about is just cliff notes murder (laughs) (laughs) yeah so get ready for the cliff notes for gareth williams I'm not going to gasp here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll gasp for you. (gasps) (laughs) I bet it sounded like you. It did. (laughs) Okay, so Gareth Williams was from Anglesey, Wales and was born in September 1978. All right. Gareth was like super smart and at the age of 17, he had already graduated from Bangor University where he studied maths. All of them. (laughs) Every article said maths. And I was like, oh, this is so just not. It's because I'm American that I'm like, it's just math. (laughs) It's not math. Okay, so this dude at. Well, first of all, 17 years old. God damn. I was just going to say, I was going to repeat, like 17 years old. He fucking graduated in with a maths degree. (laughs) Uh. 
He started to study for his PhD in computer science at the University of Manchester. Was he like Doogie Howser? Dude, this kid was fucking smart as shit. I guess. And while he was there... The government communication headquarters, which is also known as GCHQ, I will refer to it lovingly as for the rest of this episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you just call it headquarters? Back at headquarters. (laughs) Back at headquarters at the GC headquarters, which is the UK's communication and intelligence gathering org. All right. So they took notice in Gareth and his like mathematical genius, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were like, yo, Gareth, come over here and we will pay for you to study your advanced mathematics at Cambridge University, and then you come work for us. Oh, that's fancy. And so Gareth was like, this is a great fucking deal. I'm going to do this shit, right? Mm-hmm. He's soon working at GCHQ full-time with all of the elite code breakers Ooh. and cryptologists. Ooh, I want to be a cryptologist. I do have too. that name. I do too just because I like maths <laughs> and I like puzzles. I don't like maths. I do like puzzles. Okay, so in 2009, Gareth begins to work for the Secret Intelligence Service, which is often referred to as MI6. Ooh. Yeah. Every time I like mentioned this case to either, I mentioned it to two people, my dad and to Lee, they were both like, yeah, MI6. Like, got it. And I was like, ah, you know what an MI6 agent is? It's basically like the FBI. Oh, I had no idea. I, was I thinking, didn't either. I was thinking like MS-13, which is a very prominent gang. Ooh, girl. In no, these are like <laughs> These are like super special agents in with the government to be like, we gonna fucking crack some codes, bitches. All right. Okay. So he's an MI6 agent, right? And they don't like specify what line of work he's doing, but we can all guess that he's breaking some secret codes shit, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, he started off at GCHQ, which was in the slower paced town of Cheltenham. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it phonetically <laughs> and I probably still said it wrong. And then his new job as an MI6 agent, it was like in the big city of London. So he had a big change in life, right? Yeah. He's doing big shit now. He's doing big shit now. He's a little fish in a big pond. Oh. His colleagues described him as very introverted and that he didn't really join in after work happy hours or anything with his team. What about like reindeer games? (laughs) He did not join in any reindeer games either. He just kind of like kept to himself and he didn't have many friends. Okay. I feel like this goes with your reindeer song. (laughs) The few friends that he did have, they said like instead of going out and partying and stuff, he'd much rather come over and watch movies or like hang out, like keep it a low key night, right? Yeah. All right. To each his own. He never really had people over to his apartment, but he would go over to their place and kind of hang out. Okay. He was like a homebody, but like at other people's homes. (laughs) I feel like this is going to lead to another like someone went to his apartment and everything was covered in plastic. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Oh, God. Perhaps. Uh, In his private life, he enjoyed being alone in the outdoors, and he was described as a country boy. Who enjoyed taking long walks on the beach? No. Oh God, I was <laughs> I didn't like, say that. <laughs> a country boy who enjoyed taking walks. He did like walking, like just by himself through nature and shit. Yeah, probably like hiking. I would say hiking. They didn't say hikes. They said walks. So they, the nature proverbial walks. they. Yeah, and he was also like a really good cyclist. Ooh. Hey, I don't think I wrote this down, but all of his colleagues called him like the Red Bullet or something because he was so fast on his cycle. <laughs> okay. So eventually the hustle and bustle of London starts to really get to Gareth and he requests to be moved back to GCHQ because he wants to go back to the quiet life, right? He doesn't want to be in the city anymore. Yeah. And so the move was granted. 
All right. Well, there's probably not many places to go on like nature walks in fucking London. London. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So in 2010, he was going to take a vacation. And then when he returned, he was due to move back to the fucking slow paced countryside lifestyle of Cheltenham. Okay. Gareth goes to America for vacation, a.k.a. holiday, and he returns to London on August 11th. So he was due to return back to work at the end of August, and CCTV footage captured him at various shops around London in the days following his return. Oh, okay. So he came home, went to America, came home. Mm -hmm. He was seen shopping at department stores, and he also went to a comedy club to watch a transvestite show called The Johnny Woo Experience. Okay. Then when it came time for him to return to work, he never showed up. Uh-oh. How much longer was that? Uh, I think it was like a couple days, like probably a long weekend or something. Okay. Or maybe a week. But it wasn't a long time. Like yeah. enough time that... Um, like you get back from your vacation on a Wednesday and you're going to go back to work on that Monday or something. Yeah. And he never showed up. So he was like around for the weekend, packing shit up, getting ready for his move, you know, like yeah. getting back from vacation, going shopping, doing some things, and then he's going to go back to work. Gotcha. So Monday comes, he doesn't go to work. But what's odd is that it took a week for his colleagues to report him missing. So his absence essentially went unnoticed, which is kind of odd for an MI6 agent. Like you'd think they'd be on top of that shit. Yeah. Especially considering the sensitivity of his work. They'd be like, uh, where the fuck is Gareth? (laughs) Yeah, but if he was like an introvert that didn't have a lot of friends and stuff. Yeah, but if he's missing from work and he does important work, you'd be like, uh, we should uh, make sure no one got him and all of his intelligence. Yeah, but what if it's not like hard dead like hard deadline for clock ins or whatever, like Yeah, they like basically make your hours or whatever. Yeah, then all of his friends just don't notice. I don't know. I feel like if your title has the word agent in it, then like somebody knows where you are at all times. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been an agent before though, so I don't know. (laughs) Uh so eventually his colleagues are like, Yo, hey, where's Gareth? Let's like check in on him. And so they call the police to come do a welfare check on him. Mm-hmm. On Monday, August 23rd, 2010, police find Gareth's decomposing body in his bathtub. Ooh. But wait, there's more. He was naked and inside of a red North Face brand duffel bag, oh. which was padlocked from the outside. Uh, excuse the fuck out of me? And the handles were Velcroed shut. Okay, so he can't do that. Nope. No, no, no. The key to the padlock was found inside of the bag underneath Gareth's body. How big is this bag? I mean, it's like a duffel bag. Yeah, I can't. Well, I mean, not yeah, now anyway. you could. You could. <laughs> Even now you could. You, you don't think you, you could, could fit, fit me in a duffel bag? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, I think it was one of those bigger duffel bags. I Okay, North Face duffel bag. I guess maybe it's like a big old camping duffel bag. It's like the size you fold it in half. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's be hard. that'd be hard to put a person in. Well, he was in there. All right. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but he was in there. (laughs) All right. All right. No one said it was easy. No one was like, he was easily in this duffel bag. (laughs) (laughs) They just slipped him right in there. (laughs) It was the easiest duffel bag slippage I've ever seen. All right. Touche. Okay. Fuck, man. (laughs) Okay. So he's in the duffel bag. I'm just really lazy right now. Yeah. So I can't imagine putting a person in a duffel bag. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like, you don't have to get in the bag if you don't want to. Yeah. Why didn't they just leave him in the bathtub? <laughs> so the apartment's heater was like cranked up as if Ugh. it had been like super cold outside. But the weather was in the 70s. It was kind of like summerish time, right? Like just August. Wanted him to decompose faster. Exactly. <laughs> so the apartment, like its warm conditions, made the body decompose faster. And they did an autopsy, and there was no cause of death that could be determined because of the decomposition. The best guess that they could give was that he had suffocated inside of the bag. Ooh. See, 
Getting an alive person in a duffel bag? Listen. I know. <laughs> well, that's easier than a dead person. Don't you think it'd be harder to put a dead per- person in a duffel bag? No. Okay, let's just go on with our story. Okay. Because we're going to hit all those points. Okay. Also, there was no strangulation marks or anything on the body. I guess they could tell that from the decomposition, but so they didn't have anything to go off of other than possible suffocation. Okay. The rest of the apartment showed no signs of any kind of forced entry, and there was not any signs of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Police did find a bunch of exclusive designer women's clothing and shoes. Ooh. Like Louis Vuitton and Dior and shit like that. And they had like makeup and wigs and shit around the apartment. I have a theory. I cannot wait to hear it. (laughs) And all that shit was like worth about 20,000 pounds. But what's crazy is he only really made 40,000 pounds annually. So that's like a big chunk of his pay, right? Yeah. And most of the clothing was untouched and it was still in like the tissue paper packing from when you buy it. Ooh. And the shop owners described him as a shy shopper, but like on a mission when he was like making his purchases. Mm -hmm. So he bought the clothes. Like there are people coming forward saying like, yeah, he bought that shit. Like it wasn't planted or anything. Yeah. And he didn't have like an expensive looking lady with him. Nope. Nope. It was just him. So some speculate that he was like living this secret life as a cross dresser. But those close to him were like, no, that's not the case. He wasn't like that. Like we couldn't see him being a cross dresser. But he went to that transvestite show. Maybe he got some ideas. I know. That's what I was thinking. But Here's what they're saying. They're like, hey, Gareth took a six-week fashion course because he's really interested in fashion. So maybe he just bought those clothes as a gift for someone. Yeah. So police interview his former landlady and discover that in 2007, she and her husband were woken up in the morning by Gareth's screams. It was like one in the morning. Ooh. And he was screaming for help. And so when they go into his apartment and they check on him, he was tied to his bedposts. And only his boxers. What? And he claimed that he was attempting some escapology thing. But the landlady was like, for sure, it was some sexual practice gone wrong. Yeah. But he was like tying himself up with somebody there and they left. People do that where they tie themselves up. Yeah, they do. But how did he get both arms tied up? And his legs, it didn't say his legs, but I'm just assuming he was like tied to all of his bedposts, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was stuck. And so he well, you mean you would do your legs first. I don't know about the arms. Yeah, how'd he get the other arm? Yeah. And he's an MI6 agent, so maybe it's something that he has to do, right? Like you have to learn how to break out of shit. Like if you're tied up, you have yeah. to be able to get out of it. I guess you could make like a slip knot and have it kind of loose and then tie up one of your arms and then... Put pull your on other it. arm through the slip knot that you already have made and like pull it to make it tight. That's true. So then you have like, there's a slip knot. You tie it up over here and then you just slip it into the slip knot and then like pull it. So that she's, doing, she's doing a lot of hand movements. Yeah. Um, she's I'm got just it. Trying to show she just you. figured it out. I think I figured it out. So if he was using slip knots, if it's like a box knot, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any knots. If he's using surgical knots, I have no idea. I just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't explain the kind of knots. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's possible. It's possible, yeah. Yeah. And this was three years prior? Yeah. So maybe he's into some shit. Maybe he's I into was, some shit. I was also thinking with the duffel bag. Yeah. You could get yourself into a duffel bag. Yes. And you could Velcro the straps. Could you? Yeah. Oh, okay. From the if inside. Was, yeah. Um, and then you, like, most of them have that little, like, I have two zippers on the sides and then, like, a pull handle Yeah. type thing. Yeah. You could, like, shimmy that up and... Like Zipper? close it through like while you're inside it. How do you padlock it? Well, if you have a little bit of it open, you could padlock it and then like zip it closed the rest of the way. With your fingers? Yeah, with your hands. With your fingers? You could. Maybe. I'm just saying. It's Allegedly, possible. 
it's possible. Anything is possible when Barbie looks this good. With North Face duffel bags. Oh, God. <laughs> so, back to Gareth and his sexy time adventures. Yes. Maybe. Possibly. His, alleged. Po- allegedly. His internet search history showed that he had visited a cycling site on August 16th, which was his last search, and also found that he had visited some fetish sites for bondage. Telling you. And images of, like, well-known drag queens. Okay. So maybe he's into some shit, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, if anything happens to me and it's a mystery, let's just leave my internet search history out of this. My internet history means nothing. Well, especially now that we do this fucking podcast. That's my what God. I'm saying, yeah. It'd be like riddled with confusing clues. <laughs> like none of them are clues, man. Look somewhere else. Yeah. I just watched a lot of bot fly removal stuff too. Oh, so. you went down that hole, huh? Uh-huh. I get sucked into that shit. Me too. This bitch had like seven in her arm. How do you get seven bot flies? I don't know. Okay. So some of the search were of images of people in bondage like in the hogtie position okay and there was a link to an article about people being placed in a plastic or latex apparatus kind of thingy okay and then they would have like the air sucked out of it and this is kind of like a kink or fetish right Ugh, yeah but what's more interesting is that his search history wasn't like riddled with this stuff it was pretty sporadic like only four search hits in the span of two years that were against any kind of bondage or fetish kind of shit Really? Yeah. So it wasn't a lot. It's almost as if it was like planted or something, right? Like you think if somebody's into that and they're buying clothes and shit, they're searching a lot more than just four times in the span of two years. Yeah. Yeah. When you said like sporadic at first, I thought you meant like, you know, he just wasn't horny all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But only four times in two years? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that's way less. Yeah. Yeah. Than it would be. It's very sparse. Yeah. Okay. Here's where it gets weird. Oh. Oh, okay. As if this wasn't weird enough. Yeah. Investigators also found video footage of Gareth nude, except for some black leather boots, and he's wiggling and gyrating with his back to the camera. Ayo. Heyo. So he's clearly into some yes. some kinks. I would think so, unless somebody forced him to do that. Yeah. Or he just made a video of himself. I don't know. I feel like perfectly normal people have kinks. Oh, uh, for sure. I do too. I just feel like it's so doesn't seem like his personality well i don't know his personality but it just seems so like sparse and sporadic and everything i guess they don't (gasps) have to like what if he has like a personality disorder and every once in a while this other personality comes out that's like i'm a lady amanda is here (laughs) (laughs) exactly maybe and he's like amanda wants to dance naked in her leather boots (laughs) yeah and that only happens like when he's really stressed out at work like did they fucking oh maybe maybe some weird nerve agent was used on him and then he just like blacks out and then comes to and he's like why did i buy all this dior i don't have the money for this (laughs) maybe maybe it's every time he does molly (laughs) (laughs) who knows we just don't know we really don't know (laughs) okay so Obviously, like you're saying, he's he's got to be into some shit or someone's planting shit, whatever, right? Yeah. But his... I mean, he could also be into shit, like, and have another person that's also into shit with him, and so then they, like, do shit together, and then someone else took it too far. Maybe. Yeah. So, it's unknown if his colleagues knew about his, like, potential alternative lifestyle, because that's, like, a big thing in the media. They start finding all this stuff, and they were like, oh, he was into bondage and all the shit. Like, it was probably a sex act gone wrong. Yeah, but I don't generally talk about my sexy times with anyone at work. Exactly. But the I whole thing be is, like, hey, guys, guess what I'm into? Searched this new thing last night. <laughs> tied myself in Taiwan, new, a North Face bag. Yeah. I found out if he's a slipknot, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> yeah. 
So, like I said, don't know if the colleagues knew about his potential fucking alternate lifestyle. Quote, unquote, alternate lifestyle. Because who the fuck are we to say what's alternate? Right? Exactly. Alternative is what I was trying to say that whole fucking time. <laughs> but his MI6 manager basically said, like, it doesn't matter what he did in his spare time. We only cared that he was, like, trustworthy and reliable and that people could have lifestyle choices that are perfectly legitimate, like, outside of yeah. this place of work. And I thought that was, like, super awesome because instead of, like, blowing it up and feeding into this frenzy that the media was, like, dealing with, we he was just like, so the fuck what? Like, he likes to... Get tied up and bang. Like, who cares? Yeah, and dance around in leather boots. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But I think it's just interesting because he was found in a bag and you're like, oh, well, I mean, he was into bondage. So how the fuck did he get in this bag? Was it a sex act gone wrong? Or yeah. What? So another interesting discovery was that in Gareth's locker at work were nine computer memory sticks. Mm-hmm. And this information was initially withheld from police for some time. So like his work found these nine memory sticks and they never told the police about it. Well, his work is really secretive, isn't it? It is really secretive. And there was no details that were revealed about what was on those memory sticks. Yikes. But you got to figure, if you're a spy, you're probably not allowed to bring in or remove information from your place of work. True. Right? So like, if you were found with memory sticks, you could potentially get fired or worse, murdered, right? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because they want to protect that information. Yeah. So what if it was very sensitive information? Yeah. And we don't know what was on those sticks. And they didn't say anything about it. Ooh, So it had to be sensitive information, right? Yeah. So was he smuggling information in and got caught and then like, quote, taken care of? Or was he tangled up in some like double agent work or some shit and was trying to remove the information from his work and he got busted? I would think it's more like a Edward Snowden case where he's like taking information out, you know? Yeah. Like... I'm like, going to fucking expose some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So then did his work get him murdered? Bum, 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 bum. Because they're withholding this information. Yeah. And they're also like, he can have this crazy lifestyle. Oh. Maybe he's into that kind of shit. Right? So they're kind of playing into it, too. Yeah. Ooh, I see your angle. Yeah. So here's the thing. Tell me the thing. How the fuck did he end up in that bag, right? Like, yes, that's the thing. Since he was into a bondage, <laughs> yes, that is the one thing. <laughs> since he's into bondage and escapology or whatever, did he either put himself in the bag and he got stuck? Or did someone put him there? We don't fucking know, right? The consensus is that he crawled into that bag when he was still alive uh-huh. because the way his body was positioned would have almost been impossible to achieve if he had been dead because he was in the fetal position. Okay. So what they did was they hired experts to attempt to lock themselves in the bag on their own. Yeah. To see if they could recreate his scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Their little fucking locking and bag expert. <laughs> he tried over 300 times and he couldn't do it. He couldn't get himself in the same position and lock himself up. Uh, one of the articles said that some woman on the internet was able to do that, but I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I could do it if I wasn't pregnant. Do you? Yeah. Well, I'm about to tell I you mean, some I guess shit. it depends on the bag. I'd have to see the bag. First of all, you couldn't do it because your knees would freak out and you'd like die of panic. Well, but before that, I would get it closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get real fucking close. Okay. I'm going to tell you some shit that's going to blow your fucking mind. All right. All right. Because all the shit came in trickling, you know, like I read the first article and I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I read the next article and I was like, that's very interesting. And then I got this little bit of information. I'm like, okay, hold the fuck up. Right. All right. So the rim of the bathtub that he was placed in was totally void of fingerprints or any kind of feet prints or any kind of Gareth's DNA. Like it had been wiped down. Okay. That's fucking sketch. So was the padlock and the key. 
Okay, then he can't do it to himself. That's yeah, sketch. he didn't have gloves on or anything. Yeah, or I assume a fucking chamois. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a chamois with him. <laughs> <laughs> so forensics did find a second person's DNA on Gareth's body. Ooh. And they test a ton of people to see, like, who it matched to. Yeah. And it turned up to be contamination by the tech running the test. Son of a bitch. Oh, that sucks so hard. You know what would suck? Yeah, to be a tech and contaminate your own fucking work. Yeah, and then like on this high profile case and everyone knows you fucked up. God damn it. It's literally your DNA. Like you can't even hide that. You can't even be like, wasn't my DNA. (laughs) It was your fucking DNA and it's everywhere. Well, and you're testing everyone else. Yeah. Like, who could it possibly be? Oh, dear God. That sucks. This mystery person is you. Oh, God. In 2012, a coroner's inquest was held because shit was starting to look a little fishy, right? Yeah. uh, He done got murdered. Yeah. So it's the coroner's job to determine if there was foul play afoot. Oh, there's some fuckery afoot for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what the coroner found was that Gareth's death was, quote, unnatural and likely to have been criminally mediated. Okay. And the coroner found that he was likely unlawfully killed. Homicide. He done got homicide. Good job, coroner. Yeah, good job. Good work. Way to look at this from another angle instead (laughs) of the fucking bondage angle that everybody was going with. Yeah. So the coroner says that another party likely put that bag with Gareth's body into it into the bath and then locked it up and everything, right? Yeah. So she also condemned the Secret Intelligence Service for not reporting Gareth missing sooner and for withholding the information about the nine memory sticks. Ooh. And she says that it's possible that the SIS was involved in his death, right? Like, hey, guys, you're looking a little fucking fishy. The coroner said this? Yeah. I guess All that's right. what a coroner's inquest is for. Like, hey, this death looks a little intense. Yeah. I need to look at this and tell you if you're fucking wrong or not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Although they didn't have a a cause of death or anything, so it wasn't like deemed a homicide. They were just like, we don't know what happened here. He just died. And then two years later, after no movement in the investigation, the coroner was like, I'm fucking, I'm going to figure this, I'll get to the bottom of this shit. I'm going to check this shit out. Yeah. So because of this verdict, police were forced to reinvestigate the case and they examined evidence for another 12 months. And they came back with the most likely cause of death as being suicide. What? They said that he accidentally locked himself in the bag and died alone. After all of that, after everything I just told you, uh, the police no. came back and they were like, mm, no, nah, he did it himself. That's that's real suspicious. It's so stupid. Ugh, makes me so mad. Okay. okay. I keep forgetting. This case took so many twists on me. So they're like, ah, he fucking killed himself. It's suicide. Whatever. Our hands are clean. Bye, guys. Right? Yeah. So nothing happened. That was in like 2012 or some shit. Well, 2013 because it took a year for them to look at it, right? Yeah. So 2015, a former agent who defected from Russia came forward. And he claimed that the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, also known as SVR, was responsible for killing Gareth. Shit's getting deep. Okay. How does he know? Who's this guy? Well, he says... That the SVR tried to blackmail Gareth into becoming a double agent with compromising sexual photographs. Like, ooh, yeah. sexy time pictures. Yeah, some sexy time pictures. Maybe that little go-go boot dance. Exactly. Maybe it wasn't done on his own accord. Who knows? Or maybe it was and they just got a hold of it and they're like, we'll show everybody. And he was like, please don't. <laughs> Wish you wouldn't. Those aren't even my best moves. <laughs> Here's what the guy says, right? He says, a double agent by the name of Orion had befriended Gareth and had introduced him to another Russian spy by the name of Lucas. And Lucas and Gareth went out for drinks and Lucas spiked Gareth's drink Uh and he passed out and Lucas took compromising sexual photos of him. 
Okay. And then he threatened if Gareth didn't act as a double agent and collect information for Russia, that those photos would be leaked to his like friends and family and shit, right? Yeah. But Gareth was like, cool, man, don't care. Like, I'm not going to be your double agent. Yeah. And the next day, Lucas showed up at Gareth's apartment and had wine and shit. And he was like, hey, man, about the other night, let's just forget about it. So right? sorry. Let's bone. Super sorry. Yeah, maybe let's bone. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? And so the wine was obviously spiked and Gareth drank it and passed out. You, this guy fucking spikes your drink once and then you're going to be like, wine? Let me have some more. Well, again, this is coming from like the defected Russian agent. So yeah, that's true. we only have so much to go off of. But here's where it's fucking weird as shit. He says that poison was placed into his ear and it was a mix of plant extracts and a fatal chemical which breaks down quickly so it's not easy to detect. Okay. I've uh, never heard of ear poison, but... Me either. Like injecting poison into your ear. But if there's anyone I would expect to do it, it would be the Russian mafia. I feel like the ear has been overlooked and it should be used more often for things like this. Yeah. And this guy's giving away their secrets. Yeah. So basically, Gareth knew the identity of a Russian mole. Oh, and since he's not going to cooperate. Exactly. They were like, oh, fuck, we can't get him on our side. So we need to get rid of him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Before he says something. Then I wrote, hold up, just found a crazy article. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) About to take a wild turn. (laughs) It is. The defected Russian agent's name is Boris Karpichov, and he lived close to Gareth in London. He defected to Britain because he was caught carrying two suitcases full of like fucking Russian secrets. And they were like, ah, I'm going to kill you. And he was like, no. And then he fucking fled to London, right? Why are Russian secrets so big? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he had a lot of them. Maybe they were really small and there was a lot of them in that suitcase. I guess. <laughs> so in July of 2010, he was watching the neighborhood because he's like, fucking, I need to watch out for these Russian people to come and kill me, right? Yeah. So he's watching it and he noticed Russian diplomatic cars sweeping through. Which I don't know what the fuck that looks like, but he knew. (laughs) And he thought they were there to kill him, only they were really there for Gareth. And what had happened was Lucas poisoned Gareth and then the Russian special ops squad, known as the fucking quote unquote cleaners. Ooh. They entered into Gareth's apartment from a skylight. Oh my God. Do-do-do. It's very Mission Impossible. (laughs) Do-do-do. Donna. To clean up all of the evidence, and that's why the tub and everything was wiped down, Gareth's body was placed into a bag so that he could be taken away later. And they forgot him? Well, and just, like, the whole plan was, like, you take the body away and you dispose of it somewhere else so that it makes the investigation harder because he's just missing. He's not dead, right? Yeah. But something must have gone wrong and the mission was aborted because they would have taken the body. So something happened. For a whole week, though? Well, how do you couldn't make it back? How do you know he was dead the whole week? Well, he didn't go to work. That's true. Yeah. For a whole week. And he was decomposed. Yeah. And he was decomposed. And so like you're telling me that throughout that whole week, these fucking cleaners were like, whoa, some shit happened back on Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. So what? If, yeah. What if they were like, Brian, did you get the body? And Brian was like, oh, no, nah, man, I thought you were going to get the body. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking Brian, man. It's always like Ivan, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could be that. And then then Ivan was just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally did that. I'm not going to tell him I didn't get the body. Exactly. And now Ivan's fucking six feet under because they found out he didn't get the goddamn body. Yeah. And I guess that would be why they didn't have any um, sign of forced entry. Yeah. If they went through the skylight because they probably didn't check the skylight for forced entry. What kind of apartment has a skylight? Top, Top floor. floor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, wait, but here's what's crazy. That's where all the research and everything ends. They never confirm that this is how he died. They never are like, hey, it's no longer ruled a suicide. This is a homicide and it's done by the fucking Russian mafia. 
they were just like crazy (laughs) those are our theories so he either climbed into that bag himself and locked himself in there and somehow wiped away all of his dna and fingerprints and shit because he was into some kinky shit yeah or he got put in there okay wait first it's not the kink thing because even if that is your kink and that's what you're gonna do and everything yeah your kink doesn't give a shit about dna and fingerprints no no that would be very specific kind of kink that would be a very specific kind of kink one that i have yet to hear of so i mean yeah this clip might not age well (laughs) if it's really a thing it's true maybe (laughs) so like like, they're kink shaming i just don't want my dna on anything i like zero dna sex Very sterile. Yeah, like hair nets. I just, like, that's not a thing that you can see, so I don't think that that would be a thing that's, like, sexually gratifying in any way. Okay, maybe, yeah. But maybe. I'm going with it, too. I don't think it's a sex thing, either. Yeah. I don't think, and you know how they say that his body had to be put in that bag while he was alive because to achieve that position? Yeah. If you're poisoned, you could probably be put in the fetal position. Like, you might still kind of stir and, like, settle in, right? Not poisoned, if you're drugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's confusing. You're, like, poisoned, you're dead. Um... Well, I think that when you're dead, too, though, like, I mean, this guy did research and he's obviously smarter than I am yeah. for, somehow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who could be no smarter than me. No one usually is smarter than me, but yeah. I'll admit in this one instance, maybe. Yeah, this one. But I feel like a dead person, like freshly dead, would yeah. be pretty easy to maneuver. Yeah, like malleable. Okay, so here's the thing. I've been around a lot of freshly dead people because I used to take care of old people. Yeah. And I've had to move them after they are deceased, like yeah. if they pass away in the bathroom. They're still pretty hard to move. Like, first of all, it's a limp body. So, well, yeah, but I mean, imagine that you were like a fully grown man. Like, you're not you. Oh, but I still mean, like, it would be hard to fold somebody up into the fetal position if they were not already in the fetal position. I can't imagine shoving a dead body, freshly dead body, into a duffel bag, even if I had all the muscles in the world. All of the muscles? It'd be awkward and weird. But listen, if it's your job, maybe you get really fucking good at it. I can't roll a fucking Chipotle burrito, but that's true. Other people can. So, it's talent. So listen, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe they're just really good at their job. Maybe. Okay, but seriously, that's where it ends. I don't have any more answers. And the latest thing with this, like, Boris guy who defected from Russia, he's, like, coming forward with so many things and supposedly has been attacked on his own. Like, somebody fucking blew powder into his face and then he lost all his hair and got really sick and shit. So they're, like, still trying to kill him. And then in the news, before I went on maternity leave, so I'd say in the last year or six months or something, I remember hearing about, like some guy and his daughter who escaped russia and was living in like britain or new zealand or some shit like that uh this they they wound up dead under mysterious conditions and this boris guy is like oh yeah it's the russian mafia well i wouldn't put it past the russian mafia i don't know if it's the russian mafia but it's like russian intelligent people i wouldn't put it past fucking putin to yeah yeah murder people who he doesn't want around yeah Yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. It tar- it started off with just, like, this dude dead in a duffel bag, and I was like, what the fuck? Come again. And then it turned into all this suck- fucking double agent secret spy shit. Russian watch- spy shit, too. That's intense. Yeah, I'd watch this movie. Oh, my God, me too. For okay. sure. Anyway, so if anybody has any other theories out there, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. And sorry, like, literally, I could have kept going forever because the articles just kept going and going. And then, like, this whole Boris guy has his own fucking story that you guys need to go check out and read because it is wild. That's insane. Wild. But I cut it off. Clearly, I cut it off very abruptly because I didn't even put any finishing thoughts. I was just like, uh, and they stopped grabbing his body from the bathtub. And also, it could have been that. Yeah. (laughs) Could have been anything. (laughs) Fucking Ivan forgot the body. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, Ivan. All right. Well, goddamn. Yeah. Give me your story, Erin. Well, mine is also Russian-based. No way. way. No way. 
You guys, we don't even plan this. I was going to say, it's like we plan this. Oh, I love it. All right. So mine is also Russian-based, which means that I don't know how to say any of the names. Any of the names. Yeah, let's hear it. Or the places that they take place. So (laughs) I'm going to tell you about the Nepopetrovsk Maniac. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. There's a maniac involved. Ooh, this is good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm not even going to – we both know that that was butchered. It was. It's okay. I wrote it phonetically. It starts with a D. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you said it perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So this story takes place in Ukraine, June to July of 2007. Okay. But before we get into it, let me tell you about these three lifelong friends. Ooh. Because we're the three best friends that anyone can have. So there's Victor Sayenko, Igor, or Igor, every time. Every I have time. no idea. Every time. I'm just going with my heart on this one. Okay. Sopranyuk. Oh. And Alexander Hansa. Okay. I'm going to call them all by their first names because yeah, that's, that's how we fucking do it around here. So with either Igor or Igor, I'm sorry if I offend anyone. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I feel like Igor. Igor? Yeah. I like Igor. Okay. I'll go with Igor. Okay. So Victor and Alexander were friends first, and they had good grades and were good kids. And then Igor moved to the area around third grade, and they all became really good friends. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And Igor was kind of shy and withdrawn, but mm-hmm. would get into fights all the time. Ooh. Yeah. A little was, bit of a badass, huh? Yeah, a little bit of a badass. Okay. And the boys' grades all started slipping. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. One bad apple. That's all it takes. Seriously. So then in fifth grade, the boys got into some trouble for throwing rocks at trains. Oh, shit. But I mean, it's like if we had trains. Yeah, we'd probably chuck rocks at them too. Yeah. like I, I used to put pennies on the tracks. Exactly. They get very hot. Don't just pick them up. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. 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 Who Friction. wouldn't throw rocks at trains? Yeah. Who wouldn't? So then in eighth grade, Victor and Igor were talking about fears that they had and realized that they both had a fear of heights. Uh-huh. And so they started looking into ways to get rid of their fears. Oh, exposure therapy. Exactly. Uh-huh. They decided on a type of exposure therapy where they went out on one of their 14th floor apartment balconies. This is a terrible idea already. Yep. And they would hang over the railing. Oh, good. But it's apparently like, it worked. It's like extreme hardcore parkouring or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Where people do that shit? Yeah. They like hang over the edge of the Grand Canyon and they take a picture with like their pinky holding their entire body weight up. Yeah. And then they're like, oh wait, I'm not strong enough to fucking get back up. Did you see the guy die from that? Yeah. I didn't watch it all the way. Well, you don't see the end. Oh, okay. But it apparently worked for them. Okay. So now they're no longer afraid of heights. Yeah. Trigger warning. Oh God. Animal cruelty. Oh man. So apparently Alexander had a fear of blood. And so Igor was like, hey, I know how to cure fears. Stop it. And so he suggested that they torture stray dogs to get rid of that fear. Oh, they just need love. Yeah, they do. And the boys would catch stray dogs, hang them from trees. <gasps> I don't want to know that. I don't want to know the details. Uh, you're going to know a lot oh, more details. Oh, God damn it. Like, literally one of my notes is, oh my God, I'm going to cry. So they would take the dogs, they would hang them from trees in the forested area by their home, and then disembowel them. <gasps> they, would, <gasps> they would take pictures posing next to the dead dogs. And they would draw swastikas in the blood and do Hitler salutes for the camera. Like, okay, fucking psychos. Yeah, they're just fucking insane now. Tone it down a notch. This is like 8th, ninth grade. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Apparently, Igor was pretty into Hitler. And he even had the same birthday, which is April 20th. Oh, God. Which he apparently brought up as often as possible. <laughs> he sounds awful. Yeah, he does. 
he gets worse. Okay. So as if the dog thing wasn't bad enough, they also videoed themselves torturing a kitten. Oh. They're in one of their garages and they made a cross out of wood and no. then nailed the kitten no. to it. Stop. And Why then shot at it with pistols. Why are you telling me that? And then they put glue and foam in its Stop. mouth to muffle the kitten's cries. It's fucked up. Okay, I'm done. That's so fucked up. Isn't it? That's fucking so fucked awful. up. Why? Because they're fucking horrible people. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But I guess it probably cured Alexander's fear of blood. <laughs> so their exposure therapy worked and they're awful people and I hate them so hard. Yes. Okay. So enough about animal torture. Okay, thank you. That's the end of that, I promise, and I'm sorry. Okay. When the boys were 17, Igor beat up a kid and stole his bike and sold it to Victor. And then they were both arrested, but since they were only 17, they were let off with, like, a warning, I Oh, guess. shit. So. Well, this- did Victor know it was stolen? Probably. Okay. I was yeah. like, why'd he get arrested? He's just buying a bike. Shit. I believe you're not allowed to buy stolen property either. Well, how the fuck do you know if it's stolen? What if Igor was like, yo, Victor? Yo, Vic, what's up? Vic? What's up, baby Vic? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have some stolen golf clubs in my house because Brandon bought them off of like Craigslist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I didn't know where that that pool table came from. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now they're out of high school and they're all working random odd jobs, except for Igor, whose parents bought him a Daewoo Lanos. Well, Igor used this as an unlicensed taxi and he's like, that was his job. Yeah. Oh, so it was like before his time. He was Uber. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, get it. And he had the car painted green with some checkerboard markings, which is oh. kind of taxi-ish, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the boys came up with a little scam involving the taxi where Igor would pick someone up and then they would rob them. Oh, shit, that's fucked up. Yeah, it <laughs> is pretty fucked up. And apparently Alexander only took part in one of the robberies and then refused to do any more. So really it's like Vic and Igor tearing up this place and Alex is like, hey guys, can we like just go back to like before the Igor times when we were just cool? Yeah, like I just want to play fucking t-ball or basketball or whatever. Like, Yeah, whatever they did. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I got the impression that Igor and Victor were better friends and Alexander was the friend that was like still hanging on but kind of being pushed to the side like he didn't really want to play in all their reindeer games. Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, I don't need height or blood exposure therapy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm okay with being afraid of blood. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a healthy fear. Yeah, it's fine. So then on June 25th, 2007, a 33-year-old lady named Ekaterina Ilchenko was walking home after hanging out with her friend. Mm-hmm. And Igor and Victor also happened to be out for a walk that night. Mm-hmm. Nothing good ever happens on walks at night. No, especially with these two fuckers. No. And when Ekaterina walked by them, Igor spun around and hit her in the side of the head oh, with shit. a hammer. Whoa! That he had been hiding under his shirt. Jesus. So... They were looking for trouble if you got a hammer hidden under your shirt. Yep, they were looking for trouble. Yeah, you're not going for a stroll. No. Let me get my hammer. (laughs) Unless they were just like, oh, it's just for protection. But then they got real weird real quick. Yeah. So then Ekaterina's body was found at 5 a.m. by her mom. Was she dead? Yes. Oh. Within an hour of the boys attacking her, they attacked a homeless man who, (gasps) who was sleeping on a bench pretty close to where they had attacked Ekaterina. Oh, God. His name was Roman Tatarovic. Mm-hmm. And they hit him in the head with blunt objects and the hammer. Oh, geez. So badly that he was unrecognizable. Ah! <gasps> and then just like in the middle of the night? Like... Yeah. Just out there's on a people fucking... people walking. Nightly stroll. Apparently yeah. there are people walking. Yeah. Because that's one of the people they got. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So then... They wait a couple weeks, and on July 1st, two more people were found murdered in a nearby town. 
Mm-hmm. Their names were Evgenia Grishenko. <laughs> this case is going to kill you with all these names. I know. And Nikolai Serchuk. Okay. And then on July 6th. Oh, God. Because remember, these are the maniacs. Yeah. So oh, yeah. There's they're a manic. lot of fucking names. Yeah. Yeah. They're manic. Exactly. On July 6th, Victor and Igor were out walking the streets again, and they came across Igor. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's spelled with an E this time. Oh. Nechvolada. Oh. Nechvoloda. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like you nailed it. I feel like I did. Yeah. One of those definitely crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking home from a nightclub and may have been slightly intoxicated. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And Victor and Igor bludgeoned him to death, and the man's mother found his body near their apartment building the next morning. Dude, these poor moms. Literally was thinking the exact same thing. Like, why do the moms have to find these kids, their kids? Yeah, that's really sad. And I wonder if anybody else came across the body and was just like, well, not gonna get into that. Yeah, not my problem. Yeah, geez. So they're still going at it with a hammer, huh? Yeah. They haven't changed up their MO? No. Jeez. No, they like the hammer, apparently. Oh, gosh. So that same night, just around the corner, a woman named Elena Schramm, who was 28 years old, mm-hmm. was attacked and killed. She had been hit in the head with a hammer repeatedly. Jeez. She had been carrying a bag full of clothing with her. Laundry day. Yeah. <laughs> and Victor and Igor picked up the bag and used the clothes to clean off the hammer Ooh. and then ditched the bag. Ooh. Did that give them like some solid evidence? No. Like the hammer type? <laughs> no, right? Huh. Like a fucking perfect impression of a hammer on bloody clothes? This is a Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, d- I don't think so. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. They get their comeuppance in the end. Okay. Are they both doing the bludgeoning or are they like taking turns? Is one person doing it? I think it's mostly Igor. Uh-huh. He sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. But Victor is equally as fucking not involved. Yeah. He's not innocent. Yeah. Okay. So then a bit later that night, because these guys are on a fucking roll this night, apparently. Yeah. The boys find and murder Valentina Hansa, who has the same last name as Alexander. Oh. But no relation. Maybe it's like Jones. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Hansa. The article that I was reading, though, was like, we don't think that there was a relation. Like, there was no apparent relation. So I'm like, um. Uh, Hold the fuck up. Did he just kill his relative? Right. So then on July 7th, which was the next day. Two Uh 14-year-old boys were fishing, and they were attacked. No. This is in the fucking daytime now. Jesus. Like, they are escalating quickly. Yeah, they're getting fucking ballsy. Yeah. And this is, like, just 2007? Yep. My God. Right? Sounds so archaic. Doesn't it? It sounds like the fucking Jack the Ripper or whatever. Like, some shit that happened forever ago. Yeah, like, I've never been afraid of somebody with a hammer, but now I am. (laughs) Well, I think I say it later, but, like, the town was on edge. Oh, God. Like, people weren't going out at night because this was all happening and stuff. Like, I've never experienced that, you know? No, yeah, of like, watch out, there's somebody on the loose. Yeah, there's somebody that's doing this thing. Like, it's always like, hey, guess what? This person did this thing. And we caught them. Yeah. There was something some kind of like that with homeless people recently. Oh, but we're, we're not homeless, so we weren't like... It wasn't like in our wheelhouse. Yeah, like I'm not sleeping under bridges. Yeah, yeah. But somebody was going around hitting homeless people over the head with hammers. I remember that. Yeah. Ugh. Sad. It's fucking awful. Well, anyway. Okay. These two 14-year-old boys that were fishing. Yeah. One was named Andre Sidyuk. Mm-hmm. And he died. Mm. But. Ooh. Vadim <gasps> Lyakov. We have a witness. Yeah. He was able to escape. Can I get a witness? Hell yeah. Unfortunately for Vadim, he was immediately arrested under suspicion of killing his friend. What? Hold up. Yeah. Wasn't he injured? 
Like, he got attacked too? It says that they were attacked, but it didn't say, like, he had his fucking face smashed in with a hammer or Jesus. anything. Like this other guy. That's pretty intense. That sucks. Poor yeah. buddy. Yeah. So, or maybe he got away before, like, they were attacking this their, his friend and he, like, fucking took off. Like, nope, not gonna stick around Ooh, for that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, on July 12th, Sergei Yatsenko mm-hmm. was a 48-year-old man who was going to visit his son and grandson. Uh-huh. And he never showed up. His motorcycle was found by the road four days later, and his body was found not far away, Aww. savagely beaten Aww. to where he was unrecognizable, and his eyes were gouged out. Yuck. Wait, so was he riding the motorcycle and he got attacked? Yeah. Jeez. Um, How? I don't think I get into it. He was riding it, but then they like either find a way to make him stop or like uh, jump out in front of him. Like flag him down or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking like the old... Like, yoink, hookaroo. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking tire spikes or yeah. a stick between the yeah. wheels. <laughs> between the spokes. Yeah. But I think they got him off of his bike. Maybe like, hey, man, my car broke down. Can, Can you, you help, help me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's shady. They're yeah. like luring him in now. Not even yeah. like surprise attacks. That's pretty surprising. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> it's not like they were just walking like, she will do wham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then 13 more bodies were found in the following days. Holy shit. They were on a spree. Yeah. Multiple bodies a day were found. Jesus. And they were all savagely beaten. Oh, that's so sad. It appeared that their MO was to use a hammer or a steel bar, and occasionally they would also stab their victims. Ugh. All of their victims were beaten to the point of being unrecognizable. Here's the thing, though. Like, how are they walking around covered in blood and shit right after that and not getting caught? Ugh. <sighs> try not to give away your storyline? <laughs> no, no. Well... Like I said, with the one with the girl with the laundry, yeah. they had like wiped off the hammer and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I get into when they started doing it, but at one point they started putting a bag over the hammer and their hand. Oh my God, that's even more suspicious looking. <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're just walking with a bag, like your hand in a bag, you don't, no one really knows that there's a hammer in it. Were they finding bags on the scenes? No. They would take the bags with them. I guess. Probably huh. like you do with poop though. You flip it inside out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, some of the victims even appeared to have been tortured before they died. Oh my god, no. They were mutilated and some had their eyes gouged out. Ugh. While they were still alive. (gasps) No. Yeah. No. One of the murdered women was pregnant. (gasps) Why did you do this story? Well, this is, I didn't know about it until. Until until right now. (laughs) Until I got to this part. Until I got to this part. And this is the only part where the baby was cut out of her belly. (gasps) stop yeah why because they're fucking psychos oh my god yeah oh what is wrong with people well these people (laughs) these people so their targets appeared to be random people who happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time oh that's terrifying kind of like you said like the next guy that comes by yeah that's so scary yep and they were usually women children elderly people <gasps> or homeless people like people they could easily take advantage of yeah so like you named every walk of life except for men men yeah <laughs> but if they were able-bodied men yeah they were generally intoxicated like the uh, guy that came home from the nightclub yeah someone they could easily overpower yeah exactly like they weren't just taking fucking anybody ivan yeah <laughs> yeah okay so then they robbed some of the victims as well they okay. would take their cell phones uh-huh. and then they would sell them to pawn shops in the area that's an easy way to get caught well oh. exactly <laughs> surprisingly there was no connection made between the murders until the two boys who were fishing yeah 
I mentioned Vadim was able to escape but was arrested. Yeah. Well, he was initially denied a lawyer and beaten by police during questioning. Whoa. Because apparently they did shit differently there. Whoa. No joke. But they, quote unquote, quickly. I don't know how quickly it is or it feels when you're being beaten, but. Yeah. They quickly realized that he wasn't the murderer and that maybe all these similar murders were connected. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you just got attacked by the fucking. Same person who's been attacking all these other people. Yeah. The hammer maniac. Yeah. So then Vadim helped police to make sketches of the men who attacked him. Oh, good. Another victim who was murdered was 45-year-old Natalia Mamarchuk. Uh Uh-huh. She had been riding her scooter and went through a tree-lined area. Uh Uh-huh. And when she was passing through there, witnesses reported seeing two men run towards her and knock her off her scooter. Oh, shit. And then they took out a hammer and a pipe (sighs) and they beat her to death. So somebody watched this happen. Somebody watched this happen. Oh, Lord. The attackers then stole her scooter and took off. Ooh. The witnesses were relatively far away, so by the time they got to her, the attackers were already fucking scooting away. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And so the witnesses tried to chase them, but eventually, I mean. Yeah. The He's on a scooter. Her. Yeah. You're not going to catch up to a scooter. Exactly. But they got like a look at them a little bit. Yeah. And there's two of them. Yeah. This you have a little bit more info. Exactly. And they're on a scooter. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> well, this is kind of a fucking worst part. Okay. In addition to the group of the local witnesses that saw them. Yeah. There was also apparently two local kids who were in a tent just feet away from where Natalia was attacked. Oh, shit. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's crazy. That'll fuck you up. Yeah. They saw everything. Oh, my God. Those poor kids. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Trying to be like quiet because you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Dear God, no. Yeah. That's terrifying. Well, they were able to provide police with a detailed description, and that matched the one that Vadim gave. Yeah, so, hey, look, Vadim's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they have a pretty decent idea of who they're looking for. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So now they had a task force set up to catch the murderers. There were over 2,000 investigators working on the case. 2,000? 2,000. Who called 2,000 of us out here? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. At that point, you would think that, like, two of them are the murderers. <laughs> yeah, I don't even... How are you not on the even, task force? I can't even fathom 2,000 investigators. <laughs> it's insane. Surprisingly, though, or at least to me, the local police weren't, like, involved in it. Really? Yeah, so the local police weren't really kept up to date or given the description of the murderers or anything. What the they, fuck? The task force was like, well, we got this. Yeah, you know what? You hang back. Yeah, exactly. I'll take this one. I feel like the local Smokies would be the one to be like, oh, is that fucking Igor and Victor? Yeah. Oh, they're such a pain in my ass. Yeah, exactly. I've seen them before. I'm their parole officer from that time they had fucking stole something. And a bike and they sold it. Yeah. Well, damn. That's weird. Yeah. But the locals were very aware of the rumors of the murders happening. And so most people stayed indoors at night. Yeah. Like I said, there was a fucking mass hysteria, right? Yeah. Eventually, the task force realized that the local police could probably help. Yeah. Hey, you know who might help? Yeah. <laughs> These other guys who also do our job. Who also do our job and are, like, familiar with the area. And yeah. All that, right? Yeah. So they distributed the sketches and descriptions of the stolen property. Mm-hmm. And the police kept an eye on local pawn shops. Mm-hmm. And the stolen property was popping up. Got it. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Let's get some surveillance footage. <laughs> On July 23rd, 2007, Igor had a cell phone from one of the victims that he attempted to sell at a pawn shop for roughly like 20 bucks. Yeah, not a good look. No. And when he turned it on to prove that it worked, its location was tracked by police who were able to get to the pawn shop in time. 
And they arrested both Igor and Victor inside that pawn shop. While they were there trying to sell it? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, like, the pawn shop guy wasn't, like, he didn't know. He wasn't, like, stalling them. No. Wow, that's crazy. They just happen to fucking trace it and be like, that's weird. They're going to get them. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let's go see who's selling this shit. Yeah. So then Alexander was arrested the same day at home while trying to flush other stolen phones down the toilet. That's a bad idea. I feel like you're just going to clog up your plumbing. It doesn't disappear if you flush it. Well, that too. Yeah, it's not (laughs) drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't like fucking dissipate into the water. (laughs) Exactly. Well, obviously they were able to recover the phones. Yeah. But the data on them was lost. Okay. Imagine it got fried. So then Igor was charged with 21 counts of capital murder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Eight counts of armed robbery and one count of animal cruelty oh yeah how did they catch him for the animal cruelty well he they had the video of them torturing the kitten oh they took a video of it oh, i missed yeah. that thing i think i said it i don't know if i actually did or not but yeah oh. they took a video of it god that's awful yeah. i think i was so traumatized by what you were saying that i probably missed it if you Just said it wasn't listening no <laughs> no i shut off so then victor was charged with 18 counts of capital murder five armed robberies one count of animal cruelty mm-hmm. and alexander was charged with two counts of armed robbery oh shit so well good on alexander to not like have murder and shit on his record <laughs> yeah but he probably knew it was happening yeah that's, so that's true that's kind of crazy yeah i didn't think of that kind of fucked up if he was aware and he was getting all the stolen property oh because they had all he had all the phones that he was trying to flush right yeah yeah so all three men confessed relatively quickly but igor ended up withdrawing his confession of course obviously yeah Yeah. it was coerced yeah igor pled not guilty and victor and alexander pled guilty to all charges okay igor's lawyer tried to plead insanity for him Uh uh-huh but since it seemed that the men had taken great care to not be caught during their murder spree yeah they were fully aware of their actions and therefore not insane got it so then igor's lawyer dropped off the case when that happened because he (laughs) was was like oh i can't do anything here yeah he's like uh fuck there's no way i can win this like, yeah without fucking pleading guilty or insanity so deuces oh God. good luck i'm out yeah well lucky for igor his father had just passed the bar exam like two months earlier stop really yeah and so he became igor's lawyer oh god i believe his name was vladimir Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Of course it was. Yeah. And he was a vampire. Exactly. Then the prosecution had evidence like bloodstains on the boy's clothing Uh that they had found. And they had even recorded some of the murders. (gasps) What? Oh, yeah. On like their cell phones? Yep. Why? Because they're fucking psychopaths. Oh, my God. That's creepy. Yeah. All those poor families. Oh, my God. Like if your loved one was recorded. Oh, God. Yeah. Their murder. Oh, Jesus. So... The mm. prosecution was asking for life in prison for both Victor and Igor. Uh-huh. And 15 years of hard labor for Alexander. What was that, like the chain gang? I have no idea. <laughs> I imagine so. Huh. So the prosecution was also claiming that the motive for the murders was actually the videos that they took of the murders themselves. Why was that the motive? Like they wanted videos? Well, allegedly one of the boy's girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Is a fucking girlfriend? Yeah, that's pretty wild. I don't know which one of them has a girlfriend, but I was like, what (laughs) pull the fuck up does she know what was happening i don't think that she didn't know oh twist because one of the boy's girlfriends said that they were planning to make 40 videos of separate murders so she she knew that but maybe she thought like they weren't actually doing you know how like high school kids talk or whatever yeah yeah like i'm gonna go 
40 people. Yeah. I'm catch the biggest fish. Exactly. And she's just like, yeah, totes, whatever. I love you. Let's yeah. go down, right? He's so dangerous. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that she mm, knew. Sounds pretty shady. It sounds like they said some shit around her. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And then another classmate said that they had heard the same thing and that Igor was in contact with a, quote, rich foreign website operator. Hold the fuck up. In the U.S. He's getting pimped out. Ew. Of course. Yeah. Who ordered 40 snuff videos and would pay a ton of money once they had them all. Ew. I thought snuff videos had to be like sexual in some way. And then they died. Mm, they could be murder. Huh. And they could be rape. Huh. Just like fucking Yeah, bad but they weren't videos. raping. They were just like killing. Yeah. They're just bad videos that we said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like not legal videos. Yeah. I guess I just always associated it to the like sexual part of it all. Yeah. Ugh. I think probably most of it is that way, but. Ugh. Yeah. That's some deep wait hold up how old are these kids again i think they're like 17 how the fuck did you get hooked up with some like rich ass fucking internet person website owner in the u.s that's like yo i'll buy 40 of those from you like how did that happen it probably wasn't true like in a chat room that's not an icq yeah like aol uh yahoo chat yeah (laughs) yeah this guy was like yeah totes i'll buy fucking 40 snuff videos off of you yeah so much money and then they were like oh cool i'm in touch with a rich fucking website operator who's gonna sell me some oceanfront property exactly you can say anything online that's true surprisingly people lie yeah (laughs) what i know shocking so other investigators didn't believe in the snuff video angle. Okay. But they thought that the guys were recording the videos as like a hobby to have in a private collection so that they could oh. look back on it and be like, cool, this was fun. Everyone needs a hobby and a private collection. Yeah. That's <laughs> terrible. Stamps, people. <laughs> yeah. My God, podcast. <laughs> right? That too. We have a private collection of fucking episodes that are lost Not forever. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they did. So then Victor's defense was claiming that he had a psychological dependence on Igor and that Igor was the ringleader behind all this. That's what's going to happen if we ever get in trouble. Oh, we're just going to turn on each other? Oh, no, like codependence. I don't know who is going to have the bigger dependence. Well, you know how like we already don't know whose idea something was? Yeah, like it's just all mashed (laughs) together. who said it. (laughs) I'm not sure if you said it or I said it, but it was funny. Yeah, (laughs) one of us said a joke one time. No idea who it was. I feel like it's going to be that. Like we're not going to know who started the thing. I was literally wearing a shirt earlier today that I wasn't sure if it was yours or mine. (laughs) Like that's fucking sick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So if we ever end up, you know murdering shady shit might as well just try us together yeah try us together we don't know whose idea it was yeah (laughs) got the same jokes same story exactly (laughs) victor was also claiming to have been in fear for his life since seventh grade oh shit because of igor tell an adult right and that igor had threatened him into helping commit these murders wow yeah seventh grade like I think that was around the time, maybe right before the time that they were doing the exposure therapy on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I would have been like, hey, mom, I don't want to go to Igor's house anymore. It's scary when I go over there. Yeah. Like next time I ask, can you just tell me no? Yeah. In case he's yeah. scared. Like- <laughs> Do you remember doing that? Yes. <laughs> and it works, people. Yes, it does. Oh, God, that's funny. So I had mentioned that they recorded some of the videos, right? Yeah. Of the murders. Yeah. Well, there were multiple videos of the murders taking place, but there was one full-length video that made it onto the internet. Oh, no. No, I did not watch it. No, I did not search for it. No. We don't need to see that. 
but I'll tell you about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Seeing it and talking about it are way different. Totally different. So it was 48-year-old Sergei Yudzenko, mm-hmm. who was the one that was on his way to visit his son and grandson. On the motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah. In the video, he's laying on his back and is hit repeatedly in the face with a oh hammer. God. I don't think I want to know. That was inside a plastic bag. Oh, you're going to know. Oh, God. One of the murderers pokes out his eyes <gasps> and stabs him in the stomach with a screwdriver. Oh, my God. Is he alive when this is happening? Like, is he making noise? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. The attack lasts almost five minutes. Oh, Sergey can be seen coming in and out of consciousness. Oh my God, this is going to haunt my nightmares. I have a very visual imagination, as we've discussed. As we have, and it's almost bedtime. Oh, God damn it. Only one attacker is seen in front of the camera and can be seen occasionally smiling at the camera. Ew. It didn't say which boy was in front. I bet it was Igor. I Igor. bet it was Igor Whatever the fuck we decided his name was. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've switched it up a couple of times. So. <laughs> I bet it was him too, but oh I'm not positive. Oh, God. And then the video shows them walking back to their car where they're discussing the murder casually. Like, can you believe that he was still alive after you <gasps> stabbed him in the brain with a screwdriver? Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Pick up a different hobby. Play video games. Go yeah. skateboarding. They say video games make you fucking dangerous Jesus or violent. Jesus, these guys didn't have time for video games. Ugh. They're doing too much violent shit. Oh, that is heartbreaking. So then they wash their hands and hammer with a water bottle. And then like, I In guess. In the video? Yeah, that's where the video ends. Oh, so that's how we know they used a plastic bag and they'll, you know, they're obviously rinsing off with a water bottle, I guess. Yeah. Well, there were also pictures that the boys had taken where they had attended the victim's funerals. <gasps> Did they know them or they just showed up? Like, did they know the victim? Oh, no, they didn't know the victim. They just, like, crashed the funeral. Ew. And they were smiling and posing in front of the coffins and gravestones. Stop. And then... These fucking assholes. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad now. And flipping off the gravestones <gasps> sometimes. You stop it. Yeah. Oh, I hope they get butt-raped in jail and they don't like that. Could you imagine if that was your fucking kid? How disappointed no. you would be? Oh, my like, God. Like, first of all, for raising a serial killer, that would suck. Ugh, I tried so hard not to. Yeah. But then, like, the level of disrespect. Oh, someone needs to get smacked. Yeah. That's not cool. I no. mean, not that any of this is cool, but, like, Oh, God. Whoa. That's fucking, that is, like, literally some sick shit. Yeah. That, like, tops it all off. When you're going to see, like, the victim's families crying and stuff. Oh. That's so awful. Like, they have a zero remorse. Yes. Because you would think, like, afterwards they're like oh my god what that, have i done yeah that was like i got crazy. the high and now i feel guilt like somebody eating a chocolate cake yeah 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 exactly like oh i really shouldn't have fucking done that though yeah at the beginning you're like yeah i'm gonna eat all the chocolate cake can't wait and then you're like fucking balls deep in it and you throw up a little bit and you're like i am done <laughs> <laughs> i made a mistake yeah no they didn't have that feeling <laughs> no exactly so the boys of course claim that it wasn't them in the videos and that they had been edited to look like this <laughs> Stop. No one edited your fucking lame ass video. Right? Get out of here. So an expert on video editing was like, yeah, that's possible. Mm -hmm. But it would take like a whole team of people about a year to accomplish that in a 40 minute video. <laughs> so no. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's not what happened. Yeah. So on February 11th, 2009, Igor and Victor were both found guilty of premeditated murder and sentenced to life in prison. Good. Igor was found guilty of 21 murders Whoa. and Victor of 18. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Alexander was found guilty and sentenced to nine years in prison. Uh-huh. All three men were found guilty of the animal cruelty charges. Oh, God. And Victor and Igor appealed their sentences on October 2009, 
uh-huh. but they were denied. Oh, good. Alexander didn't try to appeal. And in 2009, it was confirmed that Alexander had been released from prison after serving nine years. Wow. And is now married with two kids. Woo. You think he's like, listen, I don't want to talk about my past. There's some weird shit that happened. I was really with the wrong crowd. Don't Google me. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that fucking awful? It's terrible and heartbreaking. Yeah. Ugh. And there are kids. Like 17. That's still legally your fucking kid listen kids are fucking nuts yeah i think they got charged or whatever when they were like 19 so wow yeah wow that's crazy yeah jeez isn't that insane fucking smashing people in the faces with the hammers to make them unrecognizable oh wow whatever happened to innocence (laughs) apparently it died in 2007 (laughs) yeah it did with these crazy kids man but yeah goddamn am i right god damn oh speaking of goddamn we have a goddamn this week. Let's make this happy. Okay. We'll perk you guys right the fuck back up. Yeah. Full disclosure, we did listen to them beforehand because there were a few. And we, had, <laughs> we had to pick our favorite. Yes. <laughs> so this one's coming at you from Estrelita. Let's hear it. Not- <laughs> it's so creepy. I love it. It's goddamn backwards. It's goddamn backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, my God. There were so many, though. There's, like, a sheep one and an alien one or some shit. Yeah. Like, listening to that shit at night freaks me straight the fuck out. I know. (laughs) I think the sheep one was my close second. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sending y'all goddamn Thank you. And, yes, this came on the heels of her fucking spilling her wine all over her poor couch and her (laughs) dogs and her carpet. (laughs) A little bit of a shit show for her. Yeah. Poor girl. But thank you so fucking much for sending it. We love you. And we appreciate you. Motherfucker. Hey, guys, if you want to send us your goddamn, just fucking email them. Facebook Messenger. Yep. Do all the things. Yeah. However the fuck you want to do that. Get it to us. Yeah. Also, if you want to see pictures pertaining to our case, go to isgdpodcast.com. Yep. And I will fucking Google the shit out of that and put them on there. You can also reach links to our Patreon on our website and also our merch which we have to talk about our merch. Oh, yeah. There's a brand new design on there. There's a brand new design. Courtesy of our in-house designer. A.K.A. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the, that's messed up. <laughs> we have shirts and coffee mugs. You guys, it says that's messed up and it's like perfect basic bitch writing and <laughs> it has a meth pipe on it. I was going for the white girl special. <laughs> I feel yes. like I nailed it. You did nail it. And it's in the shape of a fucking heart. It I don't know if people notice that. I don't know if people noticed it either. I was so excited, though. My brother said it popped up on his Facebook, like, because uh-huh. he's liked the group or whatever. Yeah. And he was just scrolling by and was like, oh, like, that's something that Florida would try to sell me. Of course. Like, he didn't realize that it was our <laughs> podcast. The podcast. Oh, yeah. It's because it's not really, like, podcast branded at all. <laughs> not at all. But it makes me happy. It's and our secret inside joke with just our listeners. Exactly. And we ordered some shirts and some mugs, and I can't wait to fucking wear that shit all around town. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm going to wear it with my pregnant ass self. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> so everybody go on there. Check it out. If you're interested, buy some. Yeah. If you're not, fucking just appreciate my sweet, sweet skills. <laughs> yeah. Her sweet artwork. Uh, What else is there? Oh, be friends with us on social media. Yeah, do that. We're on fucking Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ISGD Podcast. And the Facebook group is the goddamn pod group. Yes, come join us. Join us. Yes. Join us. Life is great. <laughs> 
over here. Also, if you did choose to email us a goddamn or anything else, because we need positive affirmations in our life. Yes, tell us that we're awesome. Yep. Or that you hate us, but mostly just that we're awesome. Because we like I don't that. Wanna hear. I don't want to hear if you hate us. I mean, whatever. Do it if you have to, but. <laughs> do it if you feel like we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And, and you can mail us stuff at the P.O. Box, which is 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. Someone said that they sent us something soon, <gasps> recently. Oh, I got to check that. All right, guys. Hey, listen. It's been real and it's been fun. It's even been real fun. And now it's time to go. Because I'm tired. Bye. Later. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Fruit Loops Pod. Hey, Wendy, what you listening to? Oh, hey, Beth, I've just become obsessed with true crime. But I am wondering, you know, you being the OG of true crime and everything, if there are any true crime stories out there about people of color or minorities. There are. I'm obsessed with true crime, too. And it's true. Not all serial killers are white dudes. Get out of here. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's right. Not all serial killers are white. Or, get this, even dudes. Stop. And you know what? Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color is a podcast all about them. That's right. We take deep dives into the lives and crimes of people of color and their victims that the news leaves out because, well, the news is racist. Allegedly. Ever heard of Swift Runner? The Dating Game Killer? The Taco Bell Strangler? Or La Matavejitas? Well, if you want to hear about them and other true crime stories about people of color, women, LGBTQ, and any other minorities, then listen and subscribe to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color wherever you get your podcasts. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Mm-hmm. New episodes drop every Thursday. So look alive, guys. It's crazy out there. <laughs>